Hello, everyone. I'm Bill Raggio. I'm a senior fellow at Foundation for Defense of Democracies and editor of FDD's Long War Journal. And this is Generation Jihad, the podcast that covers all things that used to be known as the War on Terror, but which we call the Long War. Today, I have my friend Joe Trusman, my friend and colleague, of course. He's a research analyst at Foundation for Defense of Democracies, as well as a contributor to the Long War Journal. Joe, welcome back. I'm looking forward to getting your update to get my morning briefing here on what's happening. Hey, Bill. Uh, nice to be here. Yeah, so we had a lot going on this weekend. Uh, we last talked Friday. This is uh, recording it on Sunday morning for the listeners, um, just so you can Anything that happens after we get off the horn, um, that we can't be responsible for. So, Joe, let's uh, let's start off with a quick status on the fighting in in and around Gaza. What is happening in that theater? Have the Israelis advanced yet? Yes, the other day they issued a warning to force uh, Palestinian civilians to flee south of what they called the uh, Wadi Gaza. What do, what do we know? What's going on? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. Everything indicates that, at least the reports indicate that Israel is about to launch a ground invasion into into Gaza. Um, yes, just like you're saying, that report uh, they uh, they notified uh, Palestinian residents of, of northern Gaza to move south, and uh, th- there's also some reports that uh, Israel is uh, the Israeli Israeli forces already entered. Uh, northern Gaza or Gaza, I'm not sure exactly where, uh, but the, the reports are, they don't, they're not very detailed. That uh, I think it was just uh, uh, to, to maybe check some villages and uh, things like that, uh, but nothing, nothing, you know, significant, right? So, uh, so there are, so there are, yeah, there are some reports that is, uh, there's been forces in there already, uh, but the main force is, uh, has yet to, to get in there. So, uh, but yeah, so, so far been a few developments, of course, uh, Israel continues to uh, uh, strike targets inside of uh, inside of Gaza. They're specifically they're going after Hamas infrastructure and other groups as well. Of course, Islamic Jihad and others. And there have also been some targeted killing operations. We can go into that uh, here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so that continues there, but in Gaza. But also, uh, it's. We're seeing other fronts being uh, involved, uh, especially in the north and in southern uh, between uh, Israel, northern Israel, and, and southern Lebanon. So again, that's something else we can talk about too after. So yeah, we'll uh, turn so, to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll focus on the south here right now. Is is Hamas and company uh, continue? Are they still able to launch rockets? Is that what they've been limited to in this fight right now? Yeah, they continue to launch rockets. They continue to uh, attack Tel Aviv. Uh, central Israel. They haven't fired anything, uh, fired any rockets against Jerusalem uh, in some days now. So, uh, which is uh, a bit farther than Tel Aviv. Not a lot farther, but still a bit farther. So, um, but I think right now, what I'm noticing is a pattern. And as someone as an analyst, you gotta love patterns, right? Yeah, you, you see a pattern, boom. Yes, that's perfect. So, and what I'm seeing here is that. Hamas and company are they're firing during the day, right? They get it like picks up in the afternoon, local time that is. And then uh as the day goes on and the evening goes on, uh, you know, it starts to to wane a little bit. Uh and then overnight, let's say about let's say about 10 o'clock to like five in the morning, six in the morning, you may not at times there's no rockets, there's nothing. 
they, they, they're, they're, it's quiet, right? At least uh, the, from rocket launches. Though the Israelis, the, the, uh, the IDF is constantly bombing Gaza, by the way. They, they don't stop. They're hitting those targets, those, those uh, terrorist targets. So, uh, but I think the reason for that is this. The reason why there's like this lull, it's not because they don't want to continue. It doesn't mean, it, it's not because Hamas doesn't want to continue launching rockets. Uh, it's that their supply isn't, you know, it's it's not unlimited, right? It, it's, they have to conserve their ammo here because we know this is going to be a long conflict, this long war. So, um, and this is something they've been preparing for years, of course. So they're, they're uh, you know, they're conserving their ammunition. That's basically it, right? And then they have a bunch of other groups that can support them by, you know, launching mortars and short range rockets, uh, targeting the, uh, the periphery of the Gaza border there, the Israeli community is there. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's the pattern that I'm seeing over the last, you know, what, nine days now. Right. So, but yeah, so Hamas is just, uh, they're, they're conserving ammo, uh, but they are definitely firing rockets every day. Uh, so, and, and of course the Israelis are responding. And yeah, that makes sense, Joe. They, if they want to, if they view this as a prolonged conflict, which they really have to, and they want to show that they still have an offensive punch. They're going to have to spread their limited supply. They're not getting supply from outside. I mean, sure, things might be getting smuggled through the tunnels across from Egypt, but they're not going to get that in quantities that, um, you know, the, there's, those supplies are going to start dwindling. Do we have, do you have a gauge for the last couple of days, the number of rockets that have been fired? Probably? You know, that's the interesting thing because uh, it's a very good question because usually I see an update, but, um, I haven't seen one in a while. At least usually the the Israelis, the IDF will say, you know, three, four thousand rockets have been fired in X amount of days. And I haven't seen that. Now, that doesn't mean that, that 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 data, those figures aren't out there. I just haven't seen it. It's just because maybe I've just been really busy too. Yeah, so um everything but, to look at, right? But, right. But I'll tell you this. Uh I suspect that it's gonna be the most rockets fired from Gaza, basically uh, during a conflict with Israel ever and this is just uh we're like i said like nine days in now so yeah. um it's it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be very it's gonna be high regardless so um so yeah so i haven't seen those figures yet but uh i'm sure there may be out there and I, like i said i just um haven't seen them yes so is israel's uh preparing the battlefield for it's and what we believe to be its invasion of gaza right we've seen the images of uh Israeli armored vehicles just lined up along the border in fields. So I suspect that's happening. They've been preparing the battlefield, right? The airstrikes against bunkers, tunnels, command centers, communications nodes, weapons storage. But they've also been going after high value targets. Um, and you noted yesterday there's been some significant uh, high value target kills by the Israeli. Tell us a little bit about who they've been going after and who they've gotten and who they really want to get right so yeah we've kind of talked about this before i've, I've said this on twitter too um that the israelis are going to go after definitely going to go after commanders uh engineers key people right key people that are oh, that are part of the organization yep. exactly i mean they've done that before in 2021 actually uh in 2020 we wrote about this uh on long war journal uh, an American, uh, an American engineer uh, or uh, a Hamas fighter with American citizenship who who was an engineer, including his father, who was an engineer, 
uh, were killed by an IDF uh, airstrike. And they worked on, I think it was uh, either the drones or rockets, Hamas drones or rockets, like I can't recall. But um, but yeah, so, and those are key people, right? Because they they are the ones that produce and help, help produce these, uh, these arms. But anyway, uh, but yeah, so they're going after, obviously, the foot soldiers uh, on the ground. They're going after their commanders. And then uh, they're just going up the chain, right? So, uh, but for sure, I have no doubt, uh, they're going after the top guys in in Gaza, which is Yahya Sinwar, uh, Mohammed Dev, and uh, his deputy, uh, Marwan Issa. I think those guys are definitely have pretty big targets on their back right now. So, and then there's a lot of other guys too, don't get me wrong. Um, and on top of that, I think it's important for people to know is that Hamas's leadership isn't isn't just all in gaza they're they're in you know doha they're in turkey you know they're in iran they're in they're in lebanon they're in syria yeah. yeah they're they're everywhere it's not just one spot so that's what i'm saying that's that's, that's i think that's a reason why people i, I think people should note that this is going to be long a long war because especially if they're going to try to go after all these guys so um are they going to be successful I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. These guys have been running, have been hiding for a long time. Uh, and so far, they've been successful <laughs> at it. But now things are different. So, um, but yeah. So, really, but, I mean, if they go in on the ground, though, Joe, they have not done this in the past. Look, I, I'm with you. It's a really difficult proposition. And the yeah. other question is, is can they start leaking across the border into Egypt? But Right. Uh, and that, yeah, that's, that's the scary. It's concerning, right? Because right. the whole Egypt, uh, you know, trying to get civilians into Egypt, right? We've been hearing about this, like as humanitarian reasons, which of course, 100% I'm behind. You need to get these civilians out because they're not a part of this war. Shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. The, shouldn't be victimized here because they're already victimized by Hamas, of course. But um, but these leaders, these terrorists, can easily slip out, right, into Egypt. I mean, they've already been to Egypt before. Uh, so uh, it's yeah, I think that's a huge concern. Uh, of, of the Israelis, right? That these guys are going to escape into Egypt, even though Egypt is not, I'm not saying Egypt is culpable here as far as, you know, allowing terrorists into their, uh, into their country, but um, it can happen. Right. So I think that's a, that's definitely a concern. Yeah. If, if, you know, I saw a report that, you know, was trying to get to set up a camp for a million civilians in Egypt. I mean, how do you filter, you know, the, you, know right. if you want to prevent this, the military age males just have to be separated out. There's just no two ways about it. Right. How does that happen? Who does that? What's the mechanism for that? And and that's now on the flip side, Hamas is going to have to decide, does it want to bleed Israel um, as it moves into Gaza? And some of these commanders are going to be key to right. leading that fight. But guys like Deef and Yassin and whatnot, you know what? They can lead this fight from afar or they can delegate to their commanders, and you know one of the important things too that you know you noted in your article the other day they're 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 taking out some key mid level commanders, um, and that is important. That makes things difficult for command and control from from the top level military, particularly if you were looking at the military leadership, um, to their fighters on the ground. Right, you'd start taking out the middlemen, and things get harder and harder to coordinate orders, things of that nature. So. Um, it's, you know, this is what Israel has to do, but they they have a lot of challenges, but if they don't seize that border with, um, between Gaza and Egypt, which I don't see that happening. They really can't control that flow of refugees and, and mm -hmm. the flow of 
the key Hamas leaders who are not going to get caught up in this street fighting. Uh, they're they're just they're going to probably be able to escape. Right. And just quickly, some of the these HVTs or these high value targets um, that are, that I mentioned in, in a long war journal that were at least uh, taken out according to the IDF is um, there's two of them. There's um, one guy, uh, Mirad Abu Mirad, who well, the, the IDF said headed um, the air air operations of the of the Hamas. And by the way, when we're saying when we say air operations, I'm not talking about like Hamas, like actual like air force, like they have jets or something. But I suspect they're talking about drones because Hamas has drones. So I, I think he commanded this this drone force. Let's say uh, the other was um, Ali 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 Qadi. Ali Qadi. Uh, he was a commander for the uh, Nukhba unit. The Nukhba unit is a um, specially trained division uh that hamas has they're like uh, commandos the commando unit right like uh sort of like navy seals but not nearly as good and uh so anyway uh but he was coming he, he was a commander in that unit so both of them were taken out by the idf at least according to the idf i haven't seen any official statements by hamas saying that they were taken out uh they were eliminated uh but they have mostly refrained from saying who's been killed so far and uh they did mention a few guys that were uh, from lebanon that were killed uh that were uh tried to infiltrate israel from lebanon uh and were killed but um they, they mostly refrained from saying who's died and i think honestly uh it's a lot of some of it has to do with morale right you i don't think they want to publish like hundreds of names of of fighters of, of these terrorists that have been killed uh, by Israel because there's it's just going to be a lot by the when this ends it's it's going to be a huge number so we'll we'll see but uh, that's uh, those are some of the guys that have been uh, that have been killed so far uh, by the by the Israelis yeah and there's one other aspect too from Hamas's and and all these other groups standpoint they don't want to validate Israeli intelligence as well right. um, if they start telling them hey you succeeded then the Israelis have a good understanding of what their intelligence capabilities what they're able to find. So they'll want to keep the Israeli Air Force, the Israeli military in the dark um, and not give them, again, validation of their their methods of targeting as, as well. So exactly. let's uh, let's turn to the north, Joe. Um, we've seen some fire coming across the border, uh, some rocket fire. I believe there's been some also, uh, uh, it appears to be uh, anti-tank or guided missiles have been fired. At Israeli tanks, uh, I've heard mm -hmm. there's been at least ten Israeli soldiers killed up north. Is that correct? Tell us what's going on. I can't tell you exactly how many soldiers have been killed. Uh, however, but I can tell you is that uh, the and again pattern, right? So we're uh, I'm, I'm noting that uh, as the days go on here uh, during this war that there's more attacks coming from the border like today for example there have been more attacks today from northern uh, uh southern lebanon into northern israel that there have been in since this war started so uh there have been attacks against uh like you said uh the idf positions uh but the interesting thing here is uh compared to previous fighting uh in the north in northern israel and southern lebanon is that this is a combined a coordinated effort by Hezbollah, of course, but Hamas and Islamic Jihad, they are 
uh, launching assaults against Israeli targets in the north, in northern Israel. Um, some have been successful, some haven't. Uh, so uh, just, uh, I think it was yesterday, Hamas uh, published a statement uh, mourning a, a military comm unique, uh, mourning the death of two or three fighters, uh, members rather, that were killed uh, trying to uh, infiltrate northern Israel. So, but the, and that's new, which is you don't new in the sense that um, you know we, we haven't seen that anything like that in in, in years. Uh, we can go back to like the sixties and seventies where there were infiltrations from from southern Lebanon by uh, by Palestinian guerrillas. Okay, uh, that that resulted in the deaths of of, of Israelis. But that's, you know, that's decades and decades ago. So, uh, but anyway, so yeah, so I'm seeing this, this, this like obvious coordinated effort by uh, Palestinian groups and, and Hezbollah. So in the North and it's, it's increasing. Okay. And um, so, yeah, that's definitely concerning. Will it blow up into an, like a all out conflict, like sort of like we're seeing in Southern is uh, Southern Gaza right now. I hope not, but it's, getting to that you know it's 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 getting there and that's very concerning because obviously israel doesn't want to be fighting on two fronts um especially doesn't want to be fighting hezbollah and hamas at the same time so we'll see what happens there but uh, that's what uh those are the patterns that i've noticed so far at least in the north yeah i would expect you know i would expect if hezbollah is going to weigh in here and i i suspect they will they're probably waiting for that justification like what they view as justification because that seems to be their messaging right don't mm -hmm. do this don't go into gaza if you do we're going to respond that's like the message that we've heard from a lot of these um iranian back shia groups and mm -hmm. so i suspect they're looking they're waiting for that and they maybe they think they're going to catch the israelis off guard i think they're making they've made a mistake they would have been better off hitting both at the same time um, you know, again, a week ago, I really think that would have caught the Israelis off guard and may have had a, a more spectacular effect. But we'll see. Um, it's hard to know what their uh, what the strategy is of the, mm -hmm. you know, put it in work quotes, resistance, what Iran really wants out of this. Do they want to slow bleed the Israelis? Do they want a spectacular attack like we had on, you know, on October 7th? So you know, we have to we have to watch this one play out. But I don't think anything good is going to happen. Right. And and honestly, I think all of this, what's happening, um, is pre-planned. Okay. So yeah, there might be some things that are done, uh, at the moment. Right. But, uh, by Hezbollah, but I just don't, um, I think all of this is pre-planned all of it. So, uh, it's what we're seeing now is just, they're just executing things, uh, executing these, these attacks. So what I do fear, I, I don't expect something like what happened in Southern Lebanon uh, happened in northern Israel uh, because the, I think the element of surprise is gone, obviously. But one hundred percent. Yeah, but but what I do fear or con I'm concerned about is let's say mass drone attack from by Hezbollah or mass rocket attack. That that would be something if something were to kick off uh, uh, the opening of the second front, and you could already argue this second front's already been opened, uh, but uh, a massive attack would be in the form of drones, uh, including, uh, and or rockets, uh, or a, com a combination, because Hezbollah has it, they can do it. Uh, it can overwhelm the Iron, uh, the uh, Israeli Iron Dome, the defense system, the rocket defense system that they have, the aerial defense system. So, um, 
so yeah and they have by the way the israelis do have uh, more than just the iron dome they have david sling and 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 uh so it's but anyway yeah so we haven't seen that yet so hezbollah is, is holding back okay uh for for a reason but they could they certainly can can unleash uh, a lot uh if they want but that would absolutely invite uh, a massive, massive retaliation by the Israelis, uh, not only in southern Lebanon, but I imagine in um, sections of Beirut where uh, where Hezbollah is, you know, is, is present. Uh, so, so yeah, so we haven't seen that yet. Thankfully, will that happen? I can't tell you. Yep, it's it's this is sort of we're waiting for this shoe to drop, and hopefully it doesn't. Um, hopefully Hezbollah decides <laughs> it doesn't want to enter this. I don't think that's going to happen. Like you said, I think this was. This has been planned out. This has been gamed out. I'm sure there may be a, they may be adjusting fire as it goes on, but I find it difficult to believe that Hezbollah and Iran aren't going to want to weigh in once this offensive begins to take advantage of the propaganda effect of the Israeli mm-hmm. military going in on the ground in Gaza. And speaking of propaganda, we're going to talk about two quick items. Um, the first one, um, which you had uh, tweeted about, actually. The Democratic Front for the Liberation of Palestine. It reminds me of that Monty Python, right? I'm dating myself, but the Monty Python skit with the popular front for the liberation of Palestine and the people's front for, you know, all that stuff. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> they um um they issue an announcement and tell them where the head of their press office um and and one of their members of their political bureau that they're located in the Al Shifa medical complex in Gaza City. I mean, yeah. is isn't this that? A, are they crazy? <laughs> Was this a mistake by them? Right, Their phone numbers are attached to it. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, like let's just advertise that we're sheltering in hospitals. It's absolute. We know they do this. We know they shelter in schools and hospitals and civilian oh, yeah. buildings and press. You know, buildings that house the international press and stuff like that. But it's really absurd to see them admit this to say it out loud like this right um you know and i did note this it may be a ruse but the interesting thing is that gaza city is uh i expect gaza city to be oh it is already but to be a major area where the idf is going to concentrate not only its strikes but uh perhaps it's ground troops uh because yeah uh, shifa the shifa medical complex or shifa hospital uh, shifa hospital is um has been known for a very long time at least underneath it uh below it rather to um, shelter uh, members of leadership of, of hamas and others just because well you know it's a hospital so they know the israelis aren't going to bomb a hospital full of patients and patients and civilians and things like that because well you know the the international outcry that it would produce so um so they've been doing that for a long time so that's not anything new and i and i absolutely believe that they're, they're still underneath there and there's a lot of history about shifa hospital and underneath there i won't get into that but um but anyway so yeah they they published this this information I, when i first saw it on my i was telling myself you got to be kidding me they did this is what are, what are you doing and uh but yeah but it wouldn't surprise me because people these groups slip up they do slip up i've seen it before uh many times i've seen it and uh they slip up they publish something uh for example this is a very good one and uh, you haven't mentioned this um i can't say this is hamas you could blame i don't know the palestinian media whatever 
But um, a few days ago, uh, there was someone recorded, and this was in a hospital in Gaza, of someone carrying carrying a costume carrying a baby yeah it's a fake baby yeah i saw this one it was great (laughs) it's a fake baby and and i was like oh you know he's he the 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 person carrying it you know he's just sad you know that obviously something you would expect from someone that's just lost a child of course you know you see his you see it in his face but you look at the baby that's a fake baby (laughs) it's just fake and so yeah and i don't like to get into the term hollywood we it's this is the type of stuff that's seen before right that uh, this fake stuff uh fake uh injuries there's no need to you know i don't think you need to do that but anyways uh they feel they do they feel, they feel they, 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 i don't they, know they're manipulating yeah. the press look and that's not to say civilians aren't dying and children exactly. are dying we know exactly. this is happening this is war this is what happens in war but when you're when you're faking it yeah, I know. My sympathy level just, you know, drops a notch there and I start you have to question everything you see. Yeah, because it's we've got people understand have to understand too. Everything, almost everything that comes out of Gaza is controlled by Hamas. Hamas has a stranglehold on everything there. Journalists, uh just the it just it's everything. I mean, I've I've done research in the past and uh where uh, a Hamas police officer also was a journalist, quote unquote journalist. You can call it whatever you want. Uh, yeah. So it was just, um, you know, so they control everything. So yeah, there's a, a bunch of cam- uh, people, uh, you know, press and things like that at the uh, hospital, taking pictures of everybody going in, all the, all the, uh, you know, patients and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Just for, for uh, to publish online. And yeah. So this guy was carrying, well, a fake baby and somehow it's the, I don't know who, didn't really realize it and published it online and boom you got a guy carrying um, a, a doll essentially so um, not perfect they they make mistakes yeah and look this yeah. is i think they 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 have a high look there's a lot of sympathy there's in the, the you know certainly in the in the press in the arab world they're never going to be called on that and here in the west things like that get overlooked for for oh, another yeah. you know for for whatever reason but um, yeah, this is what's happening. And one one last one, Joe. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll end with this. You noted that Hezbollah um, is responding. They, so there were some journalists that were killed and wounded, in, or at least one journalist was killed, uh, and several were wounded in an, in it, apparently in an Israeli strike in on a home in Sheba Farms, which is in northern Israel, or I'm sorry, in southern Lebanon. Um. And Hezbollah said they're going to respond to this, and they they called it the intentional targeting, right? And you know, one of the things I noted that, you know, look, when you put yourself next to, I, I've done embeds, right? People know Iraq and Afghanistan. I was, you know, when I'm with Marines, when I'm with the Iraqi Army, U.S. Army, Canadian Army, I recognized that like a mortar could drop in, I could be hit with an RPG, I could be hit with an IED, and I would never have said that I was directly targeted. I was accompanying troops and this is, you know, this is the situation, but this is another example of how the um, groups like Hamas and Hezbollah try to garner sympathy, particularly with the Western press. And it's, mm-hmm. it's <clears throat> really, I mean, to someone like me, it's really offensive. It's, it's just going the extra mile lying about something that just, you know, isn't the case. Do you think the Israelis sat there, you know, with like Monty Burns rubbing their hands and going, let's target that journalist <laughs> over there. We'll, you know, I see him on my camera and I'm going to kill him. 
it just doesn't work yeah. like that. They they had a target that they were going after. A journalist was accompanying, and here you go. Right. Yeah. You know, I I don't definitely don't think that it was it was intentional, and I don't even know if it was the Israelis that that did it. Right. So, and this is a war zone. This is so you know. There's a. I don't have to tell you, Bill. You know what it's like, and uh, so there's there's uh, fire coming from everywhere. So. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, they're just trying to, what they're doing is trying to garner sympathy, of course. Uh, but they're not, they're not responding because of a journalist was killed. They're yeah. responding because they want to kill Israelis. They just say that they're trying to, you know, they're doing it in the name of, of uh, so-and-so and so who was a journalist for, for whatever news organization, because they want to, they, they're trying to keep up the illusion that they're fighting for the people, right? For civilians, they're not. They're an Iranian proxy. They are doing what Iran wants them to do. And they certainly don't care about civilians. If if they cared about civilians, uh, they wouldn't. Uh, Hezbollah, Hamas, and other armed groups wouldn't be storing rockets in homes. Uh, they wouldn't be firing on other civilians. Uh, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. But Put it's people just, in hospitals. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's nonsense. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't don't get that right so because they just don't know how how things are how how messed up things are basically and that's putting it lightly uh so i'm not surprised that they're you know that they, they publish things and hamas is doing it the same the same thing they're saying we bomb tel aviv because israel continues to attack civilians in the gaza in the gaza strip no you're not bombing tel aviv because they're attacking israel is attacking civilians you're just bombing tel aviv because you're trying to kill people that's it so uh not and they're just just making things up to to sound uh to keep up this this illusion of you know quote unquote you know like so-called resistance right you know right. the whole thing the resist i'm sorry resistance groups don't go in into into communities and slaughter people and and abduct children and it's just awful so anyway so yeah so that's that that's it uh so we're going to see a lot of that uh from 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 these armed groups a lot of uh well, you can just say, uh, I call it nonsense. That's my word for it. But uh, yeah, they're just trying to keep up this illusion that they're fighting for the people, which yeah, they aren't. It's, uh, and sadly, it works um, in, yeah. in a significant oh, yeah. segment of, of the population that is just predisposed to be, you know, sympathetic to the Palestinians. And uh, it's you know, people see what they want to see. That's oh, unfortunate. Yeah. Joe, thank you for joining us today. Um, a pleasure. Uh, we'll catch up, I'm sure, in a, in a couple of days. And um, you, uh, you just keep up that great work. By the way, you know, the, look, the information we got that we talked about here, I'm all getting on Joe's uh, Twitter feed. Joe, I'd go to at Joe Trusman on Twitter or X, I think it's called now. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, no, I know. I know. It's hard for me. Uh, but yeah. So, Joe, just keep up the great work. Uh, thanks again. And um, great having you. Yeah, absolutely. Always a pleasure being here. And also, of course, uh, I do. I'm writing on on, on Long War Journal. Absolutely. Got, got what we we've been publishing there um, over the last days. I'll probably have another one today or tomorrow on Hamas's shadow unit, which involves um, who who actually is a special division that uh, that is especially tra especially trained to hold hostages. So they're likely involved in holding hostages. So definitely recommend uh, our listeners to to read that when it's up uh, like i said either later today or tomorrow but yeah so definitely check out long War journal and of course uh fdd's website so 
Uh, but yeah, pleasure being here, Bill, as, as always. And we'll, we'll talk again soon. Yep. Catch you, Joe. Thanks again. Yeah, looking forward to reading that myself. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for today's episode of Generation Jihad. Just a reminder, you can find us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a review, preferably a positive one, if we earned it. Thanks again. We'll see you all again soon.